God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me today. Are you stuck in a rut? Does something have a hold of you and won't let you move forward? Or are you holding on to something and refuse to let go? Sir Isaac Newton was one of the first to write about the laws of motion. The first law is, an object will not change its motion unless a force acts on it. Or another way of saying it is, an object at rest will stay at rest unless someone kicks it. Trouble is, some of us are getting kicked and we're still not moving. What force will it take for you to move forward in your life? If you're having trouble moving forward, give a listen. I am fascinated by math, but have little patience to figure out what x and y equal. There's so many variables. I wouldn't quite call myself simple-minded, but some mathematics are fascinating but difficult to grasp. And then there's the whole issue of all the details of our lives that do require patience and determination to successfully navigate. There's much to study and figure out. I was talking with a friend a couple of days ago of where he wants to be in a year. There was an X factor and there was a Y factor, and he was trying to add things up to figure out what was his next step for this day without worrying about the future. For all of us, the Y factor could be the chapters of our yesterdays, and the X factor could be our current response to those experiences taking the time to consider, to ponder the possibilities of where we will be in the future, what the next chapter will be, is a good exercise in broadening our mindset. But there are those who are frightened by the future. It is a darkness they cannot perceive. Because of their past, they are stuck and afraid to move forward, thinking more challenges await them. We cannot let the fear of the past or of the future stop us. We must face each day anew and turn the page. All my yesterdays are piled in a heap. Some I want to destroy, but others I'll keep. Pain, scars, and awesome blessings both run deep. Time to look forward so I won't lose sleep. Many a dark challenge has come my way. Some are persistent and try to stay. Turning to the Lord, I begin to pray. His strength arises and brightens the day. With each new day, a problem may arise, trying to stop my heart with its harsh lies. But the truth its strength to me supplies, and the issue at hand quickly dies. Every day of my life is a new page. I can live in full freedom or a dark cage. I can live with joy and peace or be enraged. It all depends on how much truth I engage. In Psalm 139, it mentions that God has written a book and all our lives or substance is in it. Up to this point, the portion of his book about you may be a comedy or a tragedy or a drama or perhaps even sci-fi. But we haven't finished seeing all the chapters play out. So you need to turn the page and see what God has waiting for you. He has a plan, a future for you, with hope. 
We need to remember that God is a good God and that he, as our Father, is a great provider. He knows us intimately and knows how to care for us. Listen to these verses from Psalm 139, starting in verse 15. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there was none of them. Before you were born, God saw you and laid out a plan for you. He fashioned or formed your days. It's not a carved-in-stone predestination where you have no freedom of will. It is a foreseeing to fill our lives. According to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, it says, He chose us before the foundation of the world. He's had his mind on you pretty much forever. And we know from Jeremiah 29 that his thoughts towards us are good. It says in verse 11, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So any thought you have had that the bad things that have happened to you were caused by God, this verse clearly dispels. His thoughts towards us are of peace and not evil. He wants to give us a future that has hope. So when we consider our future, we can do so with hope. We need to make sure that our mindset has not been corrupted by the traumas of our life. Can we see past the challenges of our past? According to Isaiah 57:17, God lives in eternity. God sees the past, present, and future in one. That's what makes him so good at preparation. And he's never surprised. God will never say, didn't see that one coming. God knows it all. This truth is also declared in Isaiah chapter 46, verse 10. Declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. So you're sitting at a sports event with a friend, and you look at them and say, I bet you I can tell you the score of the game before it starts. The friend looks at you incredulously and says, you're on. And you respond, the score before the game is zero to zero. It's a trick of words. The friend was thinking of the score at the end of the game, but the trick clearly states the score of the game before it starts. With God, it is no trick. He can tell you the end from the beginning. He can tell you the things that are not yet done, and he'll tell you if you're willing to be still and listen to him. God has seen your future. He has seen what you could do. He's prepared things long in advance to enable you to fulfill the destiny he has designed for you. It's up to you to partner with his vision of your life. The chapter you're in now of your life is preparation or foundation for the coming chapter and pages. Well, the words that come out of your mouth that are currently living in your heart match the words that God has spoken over you. He's called you more than a conqueror. He's called you his beloved child in whom he is well pleased. He's called you victorious. 
God has spoken the future over a number of people before to give them a vision of who they could become. Who they could become, God has already foreseen. The challenge is, will we partner with his vision? Listen to this truth in Romans chapter 4, verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. This is in reference to God speaking to Abram, a promise of his future. It is a promise that God made of who he would become, Abraham, a father of many nations. And God says that he would make him that father. God calls those things that be not as though they were. He speaks the future over us before it happens. He did this for Abraham, and he also did it for Gideon. We see this in Judges chapter 6. While Gideon is hiding wheat from the invading Midianites, an angel of the Lord comes to him, and the first thing he says to Gideon is in verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Gideon's first response is to complain about what's going on with the invading army of the Midianites. So if the Lord is with us, why do we have all these problems? And how come we're not seeing the miracles that our fathers told us about? Gideon's not in a place of faith, nowhere near it nor is Israel for that matter. But the angel eventually repeats the promise of the Lord being with him and enabling him to be victorious. We've all heard about Gideon's fleece and how he asked for a sign that the Lord was with him, and the Lord granted his request. But the whole process started when the angel of the Lord appeared and called him a mighty man of valor, long before he had done anything. Even if you've never gotten a personal word from the Lord, the Bible gives you scores of promises that God wants to fulfill for you. He's promised to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He's promised his mercy and his unending grace and his love. Take a moment and read the first chapter of Ephesians and see all the promises that that one chapter contains. What promise do you need him to fulfill in your life today. God wants to be your provider. It took a while for Gideon to move forward with the promise God had given him. He was looking at the darkness of the moment and couldn't turn the page. All he saw was defeat. What are you looking at? Where is the majority of your thoughts? How is your prayer life in declaring the promises of God over yourself? What's coming out of your mouth? All these things affect the outcome of your life, and if they are not God-centered, then what are they centered on? As we turn to the Lord and His truth, we will find the strength we need to turn the page. Where you are now is the result of the seeds you've planted in your thoughts and actions. But the mercy of God can free you from a bad harvest. The mercies of God are new every day. I like to think of freshly baked bread, and how wonderful it smells. God bakes fresh mercy every day, and it smells wonderful. God is merciful, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from any sin. Look at Hebrews chapter 4, 
verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. As a child, an heir of God, we have the right to come into his presence. We can come boldly into the throne of grace and find that fresh mercy and find grace, which is God's empowering presence to enable us to do his will and to find help in time of need. What do you need today? It's time to stand up and come boldly before your father to his throne of grace. Not a throne of judgment, but of grace. He's waiting for you to hear your request and to bless you and enable you to turn the page. Every day of my life is a new page. I can live in full freedom or a dark cage. I can live with joy and peace or be enraged. It all depends on how much truth I engage. Where you are right now is the result of your choices. When I became self-employed almost 33 years ago, my first couple of months were good and my fourth month was dismal. As I sat on my couch complaining, I looked across the room to my bookshelf and saw my prayer notebook on the bottom shelf where it had been untouched for the last four months. I had forgotten to partner with God to make my business grow. That day, when I realized that I had not fully sought God, I made a new choice. I brought him into the business, and now, almost 33 years later, I'm still self-employed and flourishing. Victory is only a prayer away. Engage with the truth and live with peace and joy. Remember that the goodness and mercy of God is following you. Slow down and let them overtake you.